Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, punks. I am so excited to be here with my beast mode, my half fixer, half witcher bro, Toasty. How psyched are you be here to be here today? Uh, I am I am super psyched. This is our this is our first episode, Jen. I know. This is our show now. It is. It's our show and you and I have had so many good like one-on-one conversations. We've talked on a couple different lore casts now. We've talked on Witcher, we've talked on Two Girls and definitely in the in some voice chats. So I am super stoked to be doing this with you. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was super excited, and of course, like as I, I I'm gonna tell everyone else. I'm gonna tell everyone else on the show. Is Tom offered me the podcast because he, you know, we said last time doesn't have time for it, and I was immediately like, if I can pick my co-host, I want Genesis. Aww. Yep. And then the suit is you sent me a message going, hey, Tom's thinking about handing over the lore cast to me. And I was like, oh, my God, is he going to ask me? Is this the moment? (gasps) Are you asking to go out? Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, cyberpunk has been a like so integral in like so many different beats in my life like it was one of the first tabletop games that i really played and really got into um in fact uh jace and i were just talking about it it's the first time that he was my dm in like any role-playing game so cyberpunk definitely has a place in my heart 
it's got a place in my heart too. And yet I've only been, I've only been playing it since, you know, 2077 came out, but mm-hmm. you know, I play the tabletop too quite a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just came at it from different angles. You started with the game and then found all of the other stuff around it. And then I started with the old school stuff and then eventually made my way to the game. Now yeah. we have an anime, Jen. They made Hell. an anime. A beautiful anime. I am not always the biggest fan of anime art style, but this was definitely something I could get into. Speaking of getting into it. Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it is the... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what? We've got to get all these... I know, right? We're new to this podcasting thing that we've each been doing for over a year now. But, you know, it's our first time together. Go ahead, Jen. All right. So we are here tonight to review Cyberpunk Edge Runners, a Netflix original series. We will try to get through the first three episodes tonight, but even though they are only about a half hour long, I feel like you and I could definitely talk about each episode for like an hour apiece, if not longer. Yeah, but for you, the listener, we're not going to do that <laughs> because no. that would be that would that would be. I'm sure. Y'all don't want to hear us talk about each episode for an hour because that would be like a four hour episode. And that's too much. I got to sleep at some point, too. So <laughs> Sleep is for the week. Look, I get up early. All right. That's just how it be. <laughs> I know. Let's let's first start it with the foundation of it. Uh, like where who created it, the number of episodes we're going to be covering, things like that. And then... We can go into just episode one and then our overall thoughts of episode one. Let's break it down. All right. So obviously so, it is about cyberpunk. Yes. It, yeah. Um, again, of course, the with the as, as probably all of y'all who listen know, you know, original setting uh, created with the the tabletop folks at uh, Artel Sorian. Great people. Mike Pondsmith kind of started the whole thing so or definitely started the whole thing not kind of <laughs> and now we've gotten it here with uh cd project red who made the game and who were also part of making this anime uh and then it came with uh studio trigger right they were the ones who are producing it yes so i'm not i've never watched any of studio trigger stuff but i know that they have made um some some pretty uh popular things um things that come to mind uh kill a kill i know that's a pretty uh popular uh anime that they've done as well as darling and the fran and then they did uh, have some uh i think they did an episode of star wars visions i'm not sure which one but i mean star wars you get you get the the rights to say that you did an episode of star wars anything it's a pretty big deal. Definitely. I didn't know they did anything Star Wars. That's cool. Yeah, they did. I think it might be the first episode. It seems to be kind of the same art style, but I haven't watched that, so I can't be for sure, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I get it. See, how many episodes total are there going to be? Or are they all out now? I think they're all out. There's tens so far. Nice. Okay. Oh, but I think 
they've already been probably cleared for another season. So we'll get some more in the future, which will be nice. Very. It's 10 episodes on an anime, nonetheless. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's like, what, uh, five hours of stuff? That's only five hours of episodes? It's not a... That is very short. And especially it's like, because, like, what, Naruto has like 50 episodes per season? (laughs) I'm just trying to think of other ones. Um, No, so it is very, very short. So hopefully we get a lot more content out of it. I am... That would be good. Now, I've been a good girl and stuck to the rules that we were only going to watch the first three episodes. So that way we didn't spoiler ourselves and didn't talk about spoilers beyond the first three episodes. Somebody has completely removed himself from the camera because he's in trouble and he cheated. Look, I only watched one extra episode. I watched episode four, but I couldn't wait couldn't wait i was eating dinner last night and i was like you know i don't want to get any into anything too crazy right now so let me uh you know what you know what works perfect here a 20 minute episode of cyberpunk edge runners <laughs> so, yeah, i cheated i cheated i'm sorry you are forgiven all right let's talk about episode one how much did you love the opening scene? To have like a perfect scene that just like starts off obviously with a bang, literally, and then just have like it immediately tell you about cyber psychos and just like how imbalanced the police are because like the police force, it's not great. You've played we played 2077 the police they suck <laughs> but if, <laughs> but then they send in max tack the cyber psycho squad and all of a sudden there's no more games it's game over it's done because they're so heavily funded whereas the police are not and it just shows all of that wrapped in a bundle plus mm. you know cyber psycho cybernetics big booms <laughs> I loved the line uh, about the military. He's got military grade ice, as if ours isn't. It's like, come on. You know, we've got the same level of tech that they do. Do your fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. And then, like that, to see the things that also just in the game that we know. Like, I mean, we see the that's the first time we see the the Sandevistan, which will come uh, more prevalently here um, in the show. And then a mantis blade in one arm, explosive projectile in the other arm, like all of these things that you see. And he was I can't remember what it's called. I know it's in like the tabletop, but he was like bulletproof. And he had like a oh the skin wave and stuff. Yeah, skin wave. Yes. Yeah, or like subdermal thing or something. Mm. So because he was just bulletproof. He just did not police bullets. Nothing. Didn't worry mm. about it. And then, and then we find out oh, that it, he was watching a brain dance. He was watching a video that was recorded through the eyeballs of the cyber psycho. And then you, you your body dies and you're like, 
thrown out of it. And it's like, that is the perfect way to introduce it. Because now you've introduced the concept of psychos. You've seen the different tech. You've seen the different gangs and forces out there between the Max Tech and um, and the police. And then you realize that it was just this kid. This kid was watching a real life movie. And that's where we meet David. Yeah. And it's a cool, like, I think it's a cool little mirror between the game because one of the first things you do in 2077 is like you go to Judy. Don't worry, I won't, I won't gush about her this time. Um, go to Judy and you get a brain dance. And it's even a brain dance where the end of it is the person dying. So you mm-hmm. experience the death. So, like, same thing gun to the head, done, brain dance over. I didn't even think about that. I forgot that you die in that first brain dance and it's the same experience. I also really like the fact that they linked it double back to the game. So you start with a brain dance, you start edge runner with a brain dance. And then after the latest um, update that they did to the game, they put the David uh, brain dance in the game and I went and found it. Have you done this yet? Not, I have not done it yet. I started Ooh. a new playthrough, so I got a, I got a little bit before I do it. Oh, okay. So there's a symbol after after David finishes the brain dance. He's holding it in his he's holding it in his hands, and he can see this little green symbol. And they talk about it. Uh, the Ripper talks about it later. Um, but you can go to David's apartment uh, complex in the game in Arayo, and on the on the outside wall is that same symbol. The absolute idiot that V is walks up, picks up a random set of BD wreaths and decides to just throw it on. Like, that's not smart, dude. Even though I'm the one telling you to go do this thing, you know, it's still, (laughs) it's just not smart. Um, And you get to watch the same exact brain dance that David watches. Animation style and everything is exactly the same. And that's really cool. I was a bit disappointed that the second scene doesn't pop up, though. Uh, of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be disappointed? <sighs> we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about the brief second of porn we get because there's more later. Um, so <laughs> after that, we immediately get to see um, an apartment that looks exactly like these, exactly. like to the. Just every detail, essentially V's. And we also get a, a kind of good view of um, David. David and his mom, they're not too well off. Can't even afford to wash their clothes in the full cycle. Yeah. Which I've sucks. been a few quarters short. Halfway through your cycle to keep going. <laughs> That'd be awful. At least you get a full cycle with a few quarters IRL. If you go to a laundromat, <laughs> they got to keep feeding it. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> Um, you know, of course, we get to talk. We get to see more of like they're not well off on money, and then we get cool little montage scene. I think of like David walking to school, mm-hmm. and we see so many like links here. I mean, the phone, the crosswalks. You see all the advertisements, the different build, the Arasaka building, which is exactly the same as in game. Mm-hmm. Like even there was even a, a brief moment of like a street monk 
like the monks, the the anti cybernetic monks. Yep. So and was like leading like a, a meditation circle or something. Mm-hmm. It's cool. The, all these things. They wear the orangish colors, right? Like orangish brown robes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I love that so much that there's like you can find the exact scene in the game and the exact scene in the animated series. So obviously they worked so close hand in hand working together to make this thing happen because you can stop on a street corner and take a screenshot and it looks the exact same as a, as the street corner in the animated series. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can it, there's it's so cool. And then uh it kind of uh skip uh, a little bit here cuz um Obviously, we well we find out for one, uh, Dave David is going to Arasaka School, which we know affording that has to be a pretty penny, and they do not have a lot of money, so uh, it's kind of a a miracle I think that he's even going here, and then he messes it all up. Yeah, he tries to cut a corner by not buying the latest tech upgrade. And for the new BD wreaths in the classroom. And unfortunately, it explodes. And it explodes yeah. everything. Yeah. And I see the thing that was cool is that he has like a different one. So like everyone else had the same one you see in like 2077. Mm-hmm. And he has like an old like, fossil tech as uh, his asshole classmate calls it. Um, oh, Kuroshi can uh, go fuck himself. Like big time. Katsuo? <laughs> Oh, yes. Kuroshi <laughs> optics. That's the eyeballs. Oh, okay. Uh, you get. Yeah. It's it's still cyberpunk. You're good. It's just not the same thing. <laughs> but yeah. So he messes it up. Mom gets a call from headmaster, principal, whatever you want to call it. And they kind of uh, obviously they don't think he's a good fit. And that's probably just because of good old corporate classism. Um, he's obviously on a different level. I mean, I think they even say that he doesn't represent the values that you'd see in a financially stable home. So they're poor. So he doesn't, he doesn't belong here. Those words piss me off so much. Like, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't raised in a financially stable home. So I understand that entirely. Um, So, I'm not a fan of that either. But yeah, they're driving in the car. They're having a, uh, you know, kind of heart to heart here. Uh, His mom's obviously going through a lot to put him through school um, and try to pay for things or whatever. And um, then we get the tragedy. The first episode tragedy that will lead us down this dark cyberpunk path for this anime. Every story's got to start with a tragedy, and especially every story in Night City. Yeah. So, dead parent. Yep. Dead dead parent. Uh, but they do get attacked, which um, I, I was about to say, I think it's cool. Um, you know, it's not like cool that she died, uh, but they were attacked by the animals specifically. Um, and we know that they're from Santo Domingo, which the animals control Santo Domingo. So it was a cool, um, cool that they're kind of like keeping to 
the location like control that the gangs have in other mm-hmm. places. So, and we'll get to see a different gang in a later episode in a different sector, which also lines up. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, his mom, uh, well, they get shot at, they get in a car wreck. Uh, and of course, trauma team comes along and says, well, they're not clients. So we're not going to take care of them, which we know trauma team being the, uh, corporate funded, you know, service that they are. They only service their clients. So he has to take her to some budget doctor with the discount package. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a doctor doesn't they... even wear a shirt. <laughs> Just the apron. At least he had an apron on, I guess. Yeah, but I guess. yeah, no. he had gloves, a little hair thing, whatever. But yeah, so. <laughs> That doesn't, you know, it's not great. He has to go home. His mom's very injured, uh, but stable, is what they tell us. Um, and then we kind of skip to the next day, um, and he runs into Katsuo at school, who the the asshole, the asshole, who beats him up essentially. Insinuates that his mom's a joy toy, and then beats him up. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, which, he can go very, very far away. Which, by the way, like big props to David. Like, if I was, if I had a good relationship with my mom, and then somebody was saying stuff like that, which there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You make your money where you make your money. Like, don't be shaming people for what they do for their career. Thousands. That and then like. The way he was, he was just a jerk. Uh, like, big props to him for being away, or at least trying to. Yeah. Um, and the thing we kind of get from this fight is um, it was cool, like, different, like, cyberware that we haven't seen before. At least I'm not familiar with it. You may be able to correct me if it's, like, from, like, the the older editions of the tabletop. But the Strong Arms 400, as well as uh, he referenced, like, MMA freeware. So I'm assuming mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, and I wonder if that's like, if the Strong Arms 400, is that going to be something that we might see in the game later? Or is it like the predecessor to Gorilla Arms? Because I'm assuming they could probably serve kind of the same function. It looked like it, but uh, his fighting style was a lot faster than what I expect from a Gorilla Arm user because they are the the heavy fighters, and he was extremely fast. Yeah, that's true. I think you can get like depending on because it's obviously like he's using like he's he's downloaded like martial arts styles um, depending on what it is. But obviously, cybernetic arms—they're probably going to be able to move faster. I think the game just shows us like how it is. And, like, depending on how you spec in the game, you can go, you can attack significantly faster than, like, the default. Yeah. But, yeah, you still weren't going that fast. That's for sure. And, no, they, it's not um, an item that I can find. So, I think it must be brand new or old. I don't know how to put that one. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we'll see more of it. Maybe not. Who really knows? And... We kind of finish off. He gets beat up. He goes, uh, he gets a call. His mom has passed, unfortunately. Big sad. Um, But, you know, kind of expecting it. They can't afford a whole lot. And it seems like the doctor requires you to pay in advance. Uh, So 
she doesn't make it and he has to the most insincere manner of dealing with your mother's remains possible with an advertisement on <laughs> budget friendly cremation services Oof. Yeah. yeah and that's it kind of uh, that he gets down in the dumps and he decides uh that sandavistan he found that he was gonna sell to pay some bills he's just gonna install it he's gonna yeah. start cyber cybering up because that's what you kind of have to do in this world in order to get by can't do it all organic so uh and it's just a final note i would just like to say the music that they did so good so good oh yeah like some it, of the music was from the game but then like it's uh it's very cyberpunk very cyberpunk very cyberpunk and they obviously spent time on picking the perfect song to go songs to go along with a lot of different scenes yeah uh, very very happy with it and especially because it's like music is such an important aspect of the game you know every quest is name is a song name and so obviously music is a huge part of it all right i think we should head into a mid-break hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Let's thank the patrons. So I know that this isn't a normal part of it, but Toasty and I really want to thank all the patrons who have been here since like day one. You guys stuck around while the show was on hold and a few of you have recently joined up. So I'm going to go through the whole list of names and just shout each and every one of you out. Turbo Toboggan, I see you. I love you. You're awesome. Because uh, I also know him from the Mass Effect Lorecast Patreon. So turbo's cool uh remy the og patron yep uh remington coultier i know your name too but also thank you to trevor jesse julian robert jacob rexifer graham keegan charles and nick y'all kick ass it's very much appreciated thank you patreon supporters are the best and uh, we also have a, a couple iTunes reviews. Um, apparently, there's a new one um, that was recently done uh, three days ago. Um, but uh, this one is from uh, way back in April, since uh, the the show's been on hiatus for a while. Um, so this one is from Brett Stallcup, a great source for Cyberpunk 2077 discussion. Five stars. I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077 since the moment it released and am a massive fan. As such, I was happy to find this podcast. 
The episodes range from Cyberpunk 2077 lore to news, from critique to speculation, to commentary and meta-commentary on the cyberpunk genre itself. If you're a fan of the game and want to listen to a podcast on it, this is as good as it gets. Highly recommend. And then we also have a review from Courier7. I'm, I'm friends with him. IRL, we play, we play tabletops together. I play cyberpunk with him. He's one of the people in that group with me. Uh, oh, nice. This is Envy Courier on the Discord. Um, he says, it's back, five stars. Uh, been a longtime supporter and listener of the show, and I'm so happy to, that it's getting toasty from the Witcher Lorecast and Genesis from Two Girls, One Ship as the new hosts. So excited to see the topics and discussions they bring to this amazing podcast. Aww. Thank you, Courier. Yes. And, and I hope that, yes, I hope that we live up to the legacy left behind, um, you know, because Tom and Logan, they kicked ass on this show. They really did. And I hope that you and I can, you know, live up to expectations and it'll take us, you know, an episode or two to really find our groove. But we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. And oh I believe. Believe in the power of the cards. The heart of the cards. <laughs> it's an old Yu-Gi-Oh reference. No, I know. I get it. I'm just like, I looked over at my Yu-Gi-Oh binder over there. So oh. <laughs> before that turns into a tangent. <laughs> Let's get back into it and hit up episode two. Yeah. Episode two, um, we kind of we kind of go more in depth for episode one. That's kind of the important starter uh, to the whole series, getting into everything, learning the characters and whatnot. And we do actually um, meet a new character this episode. So um, this is the first episode that we get the opener for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, first off, big props, the cyber like. Because it's been, it's kind of become such a thing, like the cyberpunk yellow that's just so associated with the game now. Yeah. To like see it in like a good majority uh, of this. Um, and, uh, you know, good, good song choice too. Big fan of the song choice. I've heard some complaints that it's not cyberpunky enough, but I don't know. If you listen to the lyrics, I think it's pretty cyberpunky. <laughs> Yeah, the lyrics definitely. I mean, so I think they're still <sighs> okay. So cyberpunk to me was originally like '80s synthy vibes. Like that's what it was for me. And now, it, whether it's because the audience has changed or because it's now later in the world, it it definitely feels more '90s grunge, more techno more of those vibes than you know 80s synthy i think there's definitely a mix there i mean with samurai being like the band mm-hmm. that like we see so much and they're very much like 90s grunge vibes so but there's something to note here at the mm-hmm. end of the intro we see david take a bullet to the head I, I I don't remember that. It's at the very end of the intro. You see David's face like close up camera and then just bullet hole and he falls to the ground. And there's like someone standing over him. 
is that a throwback to the BD where you get shot in the head? Or is this... Are they telling us something? Exactly. I mean... That's kind of... I mean... Dying? Probably pretty likely. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, Yeah. I guess we'll find out. We're going to find out in a a little while with, with when we actually get to, you know, watching the full thing through, but... Uh, it was just it was intriguing. I thought I noticed it was a detail that I thought was interesting. Um, <laughs> and then the first thing I think we see after that, um, David showers the same way V does in the game, <laughs> the up against the wall <laughs> lean, which I thought was hilarious. I was just like, what the heck? I just thought that was funny. Um, so we kind of get that and then we get that same um he's kind of getting ready we're watching him kind of go through the motions of things he's obviously very upset and then we get that same montage from episode one where he's like going along like the path he takes to school but he doesn't have to go to school anymore because he's been expelled Mm -hmm. um and he but it's a lot so it's a lot darker like he's t- pausing in every one of these scenes and the same stuff is happening around him. But now he's just sitting on like the steps or whatever. And it's just. His world is colored in a completely different view. It's a different way to see everything because it's like, this is the first time, the first day where his mom is not in his life. And he doesn't have a path. He has a path that he can travel down, but no real destination. He doesn't know where he's going anymore. He doesn't have to go to school. He doesn't have to, you know, do all the things that he would normally do because his mom is gone and he's been expelled. What do you do? We uh, we don't actually really find out what he would have done because on the train, uh, he meets Lucy. Um, who is a pick socket. Yes, pick socket. I love the play on the words there because it's like a pickpocket is going to steal your wallet out of your, out of your jeans. And then now all your money and your ID is gone. But a pick socket is going to literally like almost Jedi force the chips out of your neck socket which is creepy Ugh. i don't know yeah yeah we we have the the chips and uh i think it can be assumed i believe what i saw or at least the things that i've seen on it is that you essentially kind of have your wallet in one of those chip slots mm-hmm. like it's but it's it's a chip that has all that same information slash like you know credits and stuff um so she's basically yeah she is pickpocketing their wallet it's just a chip now. Um, and uh, they team up or well, she tries to steal his, but he which. I see that you uh, you had some things to say about this, but he senses that he has been pick-socketed, But no one else does. So. 
Because one, I was definitely wondering that because I wasn't sure if they were like ID chips or cred chips or anything along those lines. But if that is basically your wallet that you keep in your neck socket, ew, um, I guess that would make sense and that a lot of people wouldn't notice it. But I think that David notices it because of the cyberware. Because of the Sandy, he's got those heightened senses and he can notice her being like fast or using cyber, using her own gear. Okay. Mm. He notices, he catches her. Uh, and, uh, well, he needs money, so he decides to team up with her uh, so that they can split. Uh, split it. Uh, they argue over price for a little bit. Seven go decide to go seventy thirty, and then we see him steal a whole bunch of chipware. She basically ejects them with her net running because she's a net runner, um, and he is using the Sandy to like dart in and grab them without being noticed. Mm-hmm. And, and he uses it, it a lot. <laughs> It looks very, very cool. Like, I love watching it, and it's just like the world kind of stops, and you can see him grab it, and then the world turns back to normal speed. Mm -hmm. Which Uh, is exactly what it looks like in game, too. Yeah, I haven't used the sand of stand as much. I guess I need to use it on this playthrough. I need to install Uh, it. uh, I have it. And I've been running with it, and I really like it because um, I'm mainly uh, like melee and shotgun. So for me to be able to use the shotgun and then run up and bash you in the face, it works out perfectly. I think uh, I can't remember what I used in my first playthrough from my melee, but um, I know I know in the game uh, or the tabletop as well, Sandevistan gives you like. A plus two to your initiative mm-hmm. mechanically. So essentially the same, like the same kind of idea. You're moving faster. So you get to use a faster initiative. Um, so like I said, they team up they steal a bunch of them. He uses the Sandy a lot. Uh, and then uh, apparently there's some consequences for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gets brought up. That one implant can cause cyberpsychosis, either because of the strength of it, or I think it has a lot to do with strength of like how powerful the Sandy is in comparison to like, oh, if you just have like an eyeball, that's a cyber. (sighs) Okay. So, and the way that I was thinking about it was this, like, if you don't build up to that level of cyberware... It can mess you up. If you've only had water your entire life, and then all of a sudden you're given a double tequila sunrise, it's going to rock your system. But if you've been exposed and building up building up a tolerance to, to tequila for the last, oh, 20-odd years, <laughs> that same drink is just how you get the night started. So, go big or go home shouldn't be applied to chrome. That's pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's warned, hey, don't overuse it. Um, which, I mean, he's not going to listen to that. We're, no. We, we got to like, what would we'll be the point if he's just going to He's be, oh, yeah, this thing that is obviously very important. I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm listen to you. 
and just use it twice a day. No problems. Uh, yeah, we can already tell that that's not going to happen. Um, but basically they, uh, you know, kind of broker a deal for some, some immuno. The, was the it words. the immuno booster boosters or amino suppressants? Amino suppressants. Yeah. The, yeah. They, get ripped off we find out this is this ripper doc just basically charges an arm and a leg for everything um and now uh david's kind of in debt to her to lucy um mm-hmm. and he's trying to like he's he also needs money so he's really trying to push to do more stuff um she says nah let's go let's just go hang out uh and takes her back to her place which Probably I'm the only probably the only person that realized this because of how in love with Judy I am. It's the same hallway. Oh. It's outside of Judy's apartment. Like it's the same layout. Like it looks like you're about to walk into Judy's apartment. Like uh I noticed that. I was like, hey, I recognize that. It's not the same building. I know that. We we learned that. Um we we found where or I found where uh Lucy's kind of like apartment building general area is mm-hmm. very far away in Japantown. But yeah, so I recognize that another similarity. So many of them. Um and then they're kind of like hanging out, talking about stuff, trauma sharing. <laughs> yeah. I mean every good friendship starts off with a trauma bond. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we see Bros of Beer. The Bros of... Yeah. Bros of Beer. Another thing in-game. Um, find out that David doesn't like carbonated beverages, which... Sure. I mean... <laughs> Interesting little quirk. It, it is, but it's those tiny details that make a person feel real, you know? Like, he's got a little thing about him. He doesn't like fizzy stuff. You know, personality quirk. That's fair. That's fair. Um, And then, you know, they kind of bond for uh, quite a bit there. And then uh, Lucy decides to show him like a special brain dance of the moon. Which like, how do you get your hands on that? That, that? That seems like a very expensive brain dance. I didn't even think about how much money that would cost. Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah but I like also have Frank even, Sinatra like, playing in my head. on the moon, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, as she said, if it was set to normal settings, the sun would fry you. Because, like, the, the, atmos- like, the atmosphere on the moon does not protect you, like, from the sun's rays. Uh, right. So, yeah. It's like... <sighs> oh, and you know, the whole breathing <laughs> aspect of it, you know? They're running around oh, yeah, without spacesuits on. <laughs> yeah, but they do get like the cool gravity stuff too, which is uh, that's cool. And so another montage: the "I'm falling in love with you" thing. Basically, this is obviously like that moment where he. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do have a couple of little cute little moments there, like flying through the air, holding hands. And, you know, I well, seeing that I had Frank Sinatra playing in my head, like the fly me to the moon. And I was just like, oh, sweet little moment. At least David has something that he can smile about today because, my God, did he have a shit day. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's this whole thing. They talk about, like, she tells them they make a good team. And then his day becomes shit again because he's mm-hmm. yanked out. Uh, turns out she manipulated him <laughs> because uh, her gang wants that Sandy. And that's how we end the show is him getting punched into the ceiling, essentially. <laughs> and that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> oh, poor David. Yeah. <laughs> poor, 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 yeah. Poor David. Yeah, master. She's a master manipulator there. She played him like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. It's all about the feminine wiles. If you got them, use them. And I think it's in fine. The ne- she, she's charmed me too. It's it's all good. <laughs> I know somebody who absolutely hasn't charmed you, and we get to talk about her in episode three. <laughs> oh dear! All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so episode three um it's kind of like this one's a lot less uh i think it's a lot less like plot heavy it's just kind of a job like you know he encounters these people he convinces him like hey let me let me keep the sandy let me work with you um finds out that like his mom was trying to or was peddling cyberware to these people um to you know, pay the bills, uh, which, you know, fair. Yes. And uh, like you kind you kind of got a hint of that, uh, because as soon as David left for school, that lady called Gloria and she was like, I don't know, there was something shady about that phone call that I was like, Ooh, mom was to Maine. It was to the main guy that we're seeing here. She says Maine. Uh, or she just says Maine, I think, and that's it. That cuts off the phone call. Um, and this is Maine, real big dude. Um, and but David convinces him, um, and they set him up with a job to steal the navigation data from a driver for uh, man. I can't remember his name. Unfortunately, it's like Tasaka, I think, um, which is I believe Katsuo's father or Tanaka. Tanaka. Is Katsuo's father, the guy that uh, David's classmate, rival or enemy or whatever. Asshole. Um, and they steal it. Plan goes wrong because when does the plan ever go right? Um, and they have to steal the whole car and run from some tiger claws, which that was cool. Seeing tiger claws uh, in the corpo zone, which, you know, there's all the the Arasaka connections from the past that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get in a fight and uh, Maine saves the day but we also get to see kind of how badass everyone is Lucy's badass with that mono wire that was sick um, yes. and Maine uh, is so cybered out um, yeah and it was the main details I see here is like obviously the the hacking screen like the the data the same as the data mining screen. I thought there was a cool detail that I thought of like um kind of there's like this moment where Maine and David are kind of like staring each other down. And I thought that that was like probably kind of them doing like the face down mechanic from Cyberpunk Red. Oh. Because it's specifically them facing down each other cuz they're just staring at each other waiting to see who's going to be the first to break. And that is basically the same in Cyberpunk Red is that you can do a face down 
and it's like a D10 plus your cool plus your reputation. Mm-hmm. And whoever loses folds to the other person. Yep. I ah. thought that was cool. And uh, obviously, overusing the Sandy, we said this was going to happen. It did happen. He's still doing it. His nose was bleeding and he was all kinds of zonked out. Um, yeah. Uh, and the also the um, the money transfer was the mm. same as well. Yep. And when it pops up and like the way it's funneled in, same as the game. Um, and then we meet Faraday. Oh, all right. Faraday. I was like, you're, are, you're just going to skip over. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about her last. I'm going to talk okay. about her last because I might all rant. Right. So I'm just going to okay. leave it. Um, yeah. Faraday first. Okay. Faraday is a creep. And I do not like his face at all. Like, it is one of the biggest cringes I have ever seen. And I'm like, it's just because it's creepy and it's because it's so out of the norm. Like, okay, seeing people jacked up huge on cyber or, you know, the way that Maine looks with his muscles that are probably bigger than my entire torso. That's at least the maelstrom eyes like the maelstrom eyes aren't even like. You kind of get used to them, like with all their weird, like red, like eyes that look like, like, like there's like eight of them or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of like becoming normal at this point. Like not like that's kind of like, oh, it's Maelstrom. Like it's just kind of a signifier. Yeah. But Faraday, his left eye is normal. It is human. It is. a. It doesn't even look like it's a cyber eye to me. I mean, I couldn't you can't always tell, but it didn't even look cyber to me on the right side of his face. He's got three eyeballs, like uh, just one on top of each other, like going down a line of his face. And it's creepy. I don't like it. So there's something I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like ner- unnerving. And like they really like the light they put on them and everything is like this. So it's so pointing like how like creepy and like bad this dude is uh, because like we find out he's basically like essentially like a corpo f- level fixer. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's a fixer, but I'm assuming he deals with like the corporations, which, you know, that's like the high level fixing. Um so probably like information brokering and stuff between different corporations. Um, so he's probably getting paid. I mean, he was in a suit and everything, so he's probably getting paid pretty nicely. Um, I'm kind of hoping this is the biggest misdirect ever. Yep, that's exactly because where it's I was so going. So pointing out how glaringly villain-like he is, that I'm hoping that he's like just a solid dude. <laughs> like, yeah. But like also Giancarlo Esposito. He does play a lot of villains. Yeah. Mandalorian. He was the bad guy. Moff Gideon. Bad guy. Uh, I think in Far Cry 5 or 6 or something, he's like an evil dictator. So like, you know, it's But it would be tell. so good if that was just a good misdirect because you assume that the corporate bastard's going to be a bastard. Like, that's what you always want to believe but my visa corpo and uh, you know i don't uh, you know i don't see him that way i think he's a good guy ish so maybe yeah, faraday think, is not horrible 
Oh, Ben yeah. said Ben of Tamaria in chat says that it was Far Cry Six. Okay, thank you, Ben. So yeah, so you know, we'll, I guess we'll see. We'll find out. I'm sure this isn't the last. Um, if you're gonna pay Giancarlo Esposito to voice a character, it can't be just once. Right. <laughs> so, um, and then Jin, the, it's time. It's time, Jin. Why don't uh... you tell them about her, and I'll rant after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Rebecca? She's so yes, I mean Rebecca. Yes, she's so cute and adorable. I absolutely oh, yeah? love her. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> no, All right. that is a whole. <laughs> but she was real cute and adorable when she was jacking that dude off. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. yeah. So. So Rebecca, uh, this is this is where cyberpunk becomes less cyberpunk. Well, although to be no, fair, it is cyberpunk. There is kind of it is cyberpunk. It is kind of a, still a cyberpunk thing, um, but it's very much an anime thing, and it mm-hmm. is the lolly character because Rebecca is the lolly. The lolly being, for people who aren't familiar, um, the the character that is made to look like an extremely young girl. And she definitely the, looks the part. Yeah. Do you know where the phrase lolly comes from? No, I don't. Ah, okay. So old school here to teach you. Uh, a lolly is a Lolita. And a Lolita was written, um, was a book back in the day um, about an older man who had a lot of attraction and desire for a very very young girl and how he stalked and seduced this i think she was 12 the first time he met her and then yeah yeah dude it's it's messed up um and then he follows her and revisits her several times throughout her lifetime until she's like all the way up in her 20s. But his name for her was this little, little Lolita. And that is where shortened down where the phrase lolly comes from of a person who either is young or acts way younger or dresses or tries to portray to be that underage girl. So... Yeah, um, and I I read uh, I read a little bit of it about how Studio Trigger basically they were like you know they were more than happy to oblige like changes that CDPR wanted to be made like to the show like you know if something didn't seem quite right or if there's something they wanted to change or whatever they were like yeah sure that's fine except when CDPR said the lolly ain't gonna work Studio Trigger apparently put their foot down and said. We don't care. The lolly stays. <laughs> so cool. Um, and I will give props. Is in a cyberpunk world where you can choose to be or look however you want. There's definitely going to be people that choose to do that. Yeah. It's just the idea of someone who looks like she's ten walking around in what her clothes. By the way, she wears. Her bra and panties with a big coat over it. That's her wardrobe. That's what she likes to wear. She wears shoes, too. (sighs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make it any better. It doesn't, work. <laughs> it really it doesn't, doesn't work with her like tininess and her pigtails and no. such. Um, which, by the way, also another thing I noticed the end of episode three uh, is that she has dick tattooed on her leg, like the word dick, like in a thigh band. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It's so funny. So good. Oh, dear. But yeah, so it's fair. It makes sense. Doesn't mean I have to like it. That's probably my only like major critique. It's just like, I don't like the idea of lollies. Um, but, you know, she's yeah. here to stay. I mean, hopefully she'll get some like major plot point for I mean, she's obviously there as a distraction. She's there as, you know, she has a purpose for being in the gang uh, and working on David's team, because uh, I don't think the mission would have been nearly as successful as it was if she hadn't have given the handy. Like, she was there for distraction. Yeah, I don't so think she- they're going to tell us the roles of different people. I think it's just kind of like based on context that you got to find out. Like, we know, you know, obviously, we know Lucy's a netrunner. Kiwi's a netrunner main solo obviously you know what i found out what she is i found out what like class she is you know what she is hmm she's a solo rebecca's a solo rebecca's a solo (laughs) that's her role she's a fighty person um um i i could go off on that but I really shouldn't. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about my favorite scene, though. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's, <laughs> we will redirect that so hard. Uh, my favorite was the uh, data mine hacking screen in the car. I freaking love that. And it's because it was such a direct pull from the game. It pulls up on screen, basically, and you can just see Lucy going through and making all the different selections. And it's like, I thought that that was the coolest thing. Like that That's one of the little things that pulls me in back into this thing. And it reminds me that this is a world. This is a universe. And all of the media is connected together. You can read about hacking in the books. You can read about it in the comics. You can now see it on the Netflix and you can see it in the game. Everything just pulls together so cool i mean it made me want to get back in the game and that's so i i'm excited i like this show i will say episode four really good really good really i know i cheated but it's really good all right well hopefully that's not the foundation for this new relationship toasty you're not gonna cheat on me every week are you no comment It depends uh, on how episode five and six go. If they what, might, because like first three episodes are like kind of like an intro to things. Five and six this is the middle. That's the that's going to be the real draw. That's where the the media stuff is going to happen, probably, mm-hmm. except for like the finale. So like, if it's really good, I don't know if I can stop. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right. Well. I think that's it for tonight. So, what else you got going on? Well, of course, um, a lot of you probably know me. Uh, I'm 
also the uh, co-host on the Witcher lore cast, um, another uh, show on the network. Um, and I am also um, a player for the Cyberpunked podcast, um, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, um, where it's a live play podcast of Cyberpunk Red um, with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. So uh, go check those shows out. Yeah, and I am Genesis, one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, uh, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And of course, you can find the both of us on the Robots Radio Network uh, Discord. Uh, we are in there all the time chatting it up with people on a bunch of different channels and topics and shows. So come give them a listen. Come give us a follow and follow us. Uh, we will be live streaming the recordings of the episodes every week on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash cyberpunk lorecast. All one word. So come and give us a follow and watch our beautiful faces talk about everything cyberpunk. And if you are listening to the audio only, uh, did we decide uh, Sundays? For release date for those? I think so. I think Sunday's going to work out best for me for editing and scheduling and all that stuff. And of course, so, if you're on the Patreon, then you'll get the episodes a day early also. At least yeah. a day early. And ad-free and no cuts made so you get to hear all of our shenanigans. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Immediately lose five big... No, <laughs> And our kick-ass intro music is by Miracle of Sound. Go check them out at miracleofsound.rocks. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And stay safe in Night City. Yeah. Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry, and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.